You're listening to WCOM LP 103.5 FM Carborough and Chapel Hill. It's a Tuesday, it's five o'clock, and that only means one thing. It's time for another round of Snarky Faith with your host, Stuart Deloney. This is a space where we irreverently wrestle through life, culture, and spirituality, all with our heads in the clouds, our tongues in our cheeks, our hearts in our sleeves, and our feet on the ground. At Snarky Faith, the questions or even the answers are never the point. It's all about the conversation. So here's your host, Stuart Deloney. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another round of Snarky Faith Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Deloney, and welcome here again another week as we go through all that is crazy within Christianity, the insanity of Christianity, back here again another week on Snarky Faith. And hey, 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 we're a couple weeks out from Christmas. Is everyone feeling it? I mean... I'm happy because finally, again, I'm able to say happy holidays, right? Like, I feel like we've lived in a place where we... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting this... uh, Hearing this right now. Oh, it's not happy holidays. We've been allowed to say happy holidays. Okay, okay. So I'm fine that we can finally say Feliz Navidad. I'm sorry, what? Oh, that one too? That one's okay. Okay, I'm so... Oh, I'm finally happy that we can say... Merry Christmas. Yes, yes, we finally live in a time and we have a president who cares about nothing but himself. And uh, yeah, so Merry Christmas. Because, you know, in years past, I wasn't allowed to say that. This year, I apparently can. So (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad with all the problems in the world today that again, I'm allowed to say something that I was allowed to say a couple of years ago. So, Merry Christmas. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, so as we as we hop into our little snarkiverse this this week, uh we're going to be going through a myriad of topics today. We're going to be bouncing around uh from a bunch of different crazy stories that we have, but really wanting to focus in on why the hell do we do this Christmassy thing? Or really more or less along the lines of why should Christmas even really matter to us? Um, so we're going to kind of hit on that a little bit later in our show. Because I know, I know, we all assume, I mean, Stuart once Thanksgiving happens and it's Black Friday, then it's the Christmas season. That's why G- Jesus came for Black Friday. He did, he did, he did. No, no. No, we all know that Jesus came to this earth so we could have a day to celebrate him by buying presents for ourselves and other people around us because Jesus wanted to remind us that we should really care about opulence and wealth and acquiring possessions and materialism and consumerism because that's that's really why... Wait, no... No, that's Jesus wasn't all about prosperity. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, getting ahead of myself again. We'll talk about Kanye again. Sorry, I'm getting our stories all mixed up. Uh, what's going on in the show this week? I don't even know. So before I get too mixed up, as I'm becoming, apparently, before your eyes, an old man, let's go ahead and hop into something that is tried and true here at Snarky Face. Something that generally you can rely on, that that you know will be there for you week in, 
week out. This is something that is there for you like God's eternal love. What could it be? Jesus? No! The Christian crazy? Yes! Because, because... There is always insanity within Christianity, and there's always gifts to give. So think of this as like a little bit of Christmas early to all of you guys out there. So I'm going to go ahead and like open up our Christian crazy advent calendar, and we get to catch up on the days that we haven't eaten. So right, right, like all advent calendars, we're going to eat really bad chocolate. But with these, but with these, you get the Christian crazy. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the crazy the insanity of Christianity. Here we go. Claude Hammers, the Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. So for those that may be joining us for the first time and are like, what is the Christian crazy? I don't know. Here, I've, I've got this. This this one is, it's an easy one. This is like, just like an easy, like underhanded pitch. Not like, I'm being underhanded with you. I'm pitching underhand like you throw to a child. That kind of a pitch, too. You may see this as underhanded because <laughs> most of the folks that we're roasting here probably don't like the show to begin with. Uh, but first off, we want to hear. We want to hear from Eric Walker. Now, Eric Walker is many things. Eric Walker is a messianic rabbi. Eric Walker is also a self-proclaimed modern-day prophet. And Eric Walker is here on his show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, revealing the truth. <laughs> He's so funny, right? Having a show about revealing the truth. And we realize there's no truth in his show to begin with, but that's just Rabbi Eric being the modern-day silly prophet that he is. No, 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 but Eric on his show really wanted to remind us about how much Donald Trump and Jesus have in common. I mean, it is un, it is uncanny if you, like, Trump can look at himself in a carnival funhouse mirror and still not see Jesus. Uh, but none of this really matters at all because, you know, <laughs> Rabbi Eric's just going to tell us how it is. So go ahead and tell us how Jesus and Trump are basically like the same person, like, pretty much exactly like the same. They're like besties. If you were to take the gospel message and break it down to some of the things that Jesus said uh, and put them in a tweet, which there's a uh, uh, two guys got together and actually did that. Uh, they, the things like uh, you brood of vipers, uh, you're the synagogue of Satan. Uh, there's some things that Jesus said that would really absolutely send, send people over the edge, and no different than Donald Trump standing up against the swamp, standing up against the establishment, and making these same statements. It's really no different than 2,000 years ago when Jesus was taking on the Pharisees and the establishment. It parallels it in the exact same way, and it upset a lot of people. It upset the status quo because the power center of money was about to be eroded. And the riding on the backs of the underprivileged, the riding on the backs of the oppressed is what the Democratic Party has always done. When you pull that rug out from under them, their power center is gone. They are the modern-day Pharisees, and he, in his own way, is a modern-day prophet 
of one who's willing to call sin, sin. <laughs> what? What is he going after here, Eric? Eric? No, Eric, what I want to do here is you're speaking in the prophetic level that, you know, the rest of us common folk don't really understand. Because if you flip through really quickly, like, through the prophet's handbook, it does say in Article uh, 3... Subsection 17 that only a prophet can declare another prophet a prophet. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme with prophets. I mean, it's a holy pyramid scheme. Sorry, sorry. So, you know, to some degree, I may laugh and mock what uh what the good rabbi is saying here. But again, you know, I wouldn't fully understand this because again, if you look at Jesus and the things that he said and how Jesus was upsetting the power brokers at the time, and now we have Trump who's so not concerned with money or himself or enriching himself or everything about himself. Because I, I do know, I do know, now this is not necessarily in the Gospels, it's part of the apocryphal text where, where Jesus did take a lot of the money from, um, from his disciples to be able to buy paintings of himself, to be able to put around his uh, his shagged uh, Jesus mansion. Oh, no Jesus mansion in the Bible. Well, you know how he rolls. Uh, his dad's kind of a big guy, pearly gates, streets of gold, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Jesus was pretty much like, he was all blinged up. That's, that's really who he was. That kind of gets lost in the translation, especially when you move from like Aramaic um, to, e uh, to English. I mean, it's not, you know, you don't really read all of that into it. No, I'm being absolutely sarcastic. You were listening to a show called Snarky Faith. And that was a prime example of what we do here in the Christian Crazy segment of our show where we go through, what? What the hell is going on with these people? These people that have somehow normalized themselves in certain, <laughs> to certain audiences because in those audiences, this makes sense that, yes, when I look at Jesus, I just assume that Trump is, yeah, no, 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 no. We should all be praying for ourselves our country and everything right now because this is nuts this is crazy this doesn't even make logical sense on any on any level but 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 there's people that will continue to eat that up but when i mention prayer when i mention prayer one thing that we need to get into more is is praying and i'm a man of prayer and i'm a man that believes that you can pray, but there is really only one right way to pray. And and really what I wanted to do on our show this week is really just kind of, you know, bring someone in. Someone in to kind of give us, give us how we should pray, how we should pray for the dawn, how we should make sure that we are praying. Because again, this, this is great. Now this is from... <laughs> This is from Sheila uh, Zelensky. She's another prophet. We've got like two top, two prophets at the top of the hour on this show. So, you know, you know, it's only going to get better from here. And she's on Skywatch TV. She's a very popular prophet and podcaster. And she is very serious about praying about Donald Trump, about Trump. Now, I'm going to let her just kind of show us how to pray because girlfriend knows knows a lot of words in the thesaurus. Uh, I'm not even sure if she knows this, but it is, it is, it is, it is spectacular where this goes or 
if you're not fluent in my sarcasm. This is so craptacular. <laughs> I know you're going to call heresy on me for making fun of someone's prayer, but uh, as you listen to it, you know, you know, you may feel bad. You can go ahead and say, I shouldn't have put this on here, but you know, right? We'll just kind of wink, you know. It needs to be here. It needs to be here. This is full on Christian crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy as it gets. So let's hop into praying for President Trump with Miss Prophetess Zelensky. Father, we send out legions of mighty warrior angels according to Hebrews. We bind, cage, and chain those devils that are operating against Donald J. Trump. We loose a wall of fire of the Holy Ghost around ourselves, Donald J. Trump in America. Father, we lift up Donald J. Trump and his family to you. And, and I'm, I say this, Satan, we bind you, rebuke you, and render you powerless. And you're workers of iniquity, powerless right now against Donald J. Trump. Sorry, I know it's a little rude to like interrupt in the middle of a prayer, especially when girlfriend's got it going on and she's going off on it. But, but the one thing that did stick out to me, and just tell me if it's just me, I, I appreciate how she is praying for Donald J. Trump every time, every time. So, so two things I can kind of pull from this. Either, either she's wanting to really, really, really make certain that God knows exactly which Donald she's talking about. So again, because in our prayers, God's kind of like an accountant. He's kind of like a you know, a dot every I and cross every T in prayer, because otherwise, if you don't have your paperwork in triplicate when it comes to prayer, you're out of here. Doesn't matter. God won't even look at it. So I do. I appreciate her thoroughness in prayer. Also, secondly, I think she's really going for the fact that she wants to make sure that Don Trump Jr. isn't getting any prayer. Either of these could be true. Maybe they're both true. Maybe it's all true. I, I don't really know, but I just, I appreciated just her, her, uh, her dedication to minutia in prayer. Just her dedication to getting everything correct. And we haven't even gotten to the great part yet. So prophetess, keep going, girlfriend. We bind the strong man assigned to Donald J. Trump in the mighty name of Jesus. We cut and bring to naught. The power, the spirit of the witch, the wizards, the warlocks, the witch doctors, the magi, the divinators, all sorcerers, high priests going tomorrow, sending attacks and assignments against him and God's people. We sever the silver cords of every spirit that's astral projecting, even human spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. I told you she was thorough. I appreciate that list. That You know, I'm just going to say this. I kind of have a feeling that she's kind of used this before. Or maybe she's really speaking in the spirit because girlfriend knows how to like, she knows how to like just rail off every kind of trigger word for crazy Christians on, <laughs> on the right. Spirit of the witch, the wizards, the warlocks, the witch doctors, the magi, the, <laughs> the demonators, the sorcerers, the high priests uh, going on to send attacks. And yes, so she just knows. She knows every Like, wouldn't you think, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just lazy. Like, you couldn't you just kind of be like, hey, like just pray against people that are against him. No, no, no. We've got to get specific, specific, and we're only going to get more granular. You thought that was specific and granular? Oh, we are not even close. We cut off every ritual, custom, ceremony, curse, hex, vex, spell, incantation, chant, evil spoken judgment, magic, evil prayer, dance, trance, animal and human sacrifices, drums, shells, beads, bones, candles, pins, nails, rituals, customs, voodoo, hoodoo, hulu, julu, santorito, pelo me ombe. We cut these supply lines off.
I'm going to be honest. I'm not really sure if she's either a beat Pope or doing like freestyle rap, but she's got it on, man. Like, look at this. Like, what did she mention? She said every curse, hex, vex, spell, and incantation, chant, evil spoken judgment, magic, evil prayer, dance, trance, animal and human sacrifices, drumps, shells, shells, beads, bones, candles, pins, nails, rituals, what, customs, voodoo, hoodoo. I don't even like, I think she really hates Hulu. I think I heard Hulu in there. So seriously, stay away from Hulu. Stay the F away from Hulu. Because again, bad? I'm not really sure. But you know, <laughs> all I'm going to say is my prayer life sucks compared to that. Oh, but I just feel so spiritually clean. Spiritually clean. Now, we've gone from this. So you understand where we're going, Christian crazy, right? So we just did. We did some powerful prayers, some cleansing. And also then I've got to bring to you the Tweedledee and Tweedledum brothers of the Christian crazy. Mm-hmm. Mark Taylor, firefighter prophet and Chris McDonald, whatever creepy thing he is. Because they've been talking. They've been having, like, cross-podcasts. And you know when you kind of have, like, prophets and truth speakers of the Lord, and they do, like, podcasting and live streaming where they have their shows. They do, like, you know, this is, like, Crisis of Infinitive Earths. You know, it's, it's basically just a crossover show. But you know it's going to be good. The special effects will be better, and the claims of crazy will be better. But, 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 but. You first need to know about this. Tom Hanks, he is a pedophile. I mean, that's obvious. It's obvious. You don't believe me? Listen to these guys. They know it. They know it. And I even hate to bring attention to this, but I, I feel like it's necessary because of what we're talking about, about the kids and so forth in Hollywood. Um, one of the biggest pedophiles in Hollywood is his movies coming out Thursday. Uh, you got Tom Hanks literally playing Mr. Rogers. Uh, I saw the preview this morning, and I have to tell you, it made me ill. I mean, just seeing the preview made me ill. Our uh, dear friend Liz Crokin, she's always had her finger on this, and I'm sure she'll be talking about this more in the next few days with her with her scopes. But Mark, even me not having but just a general understanding of what's going on out there, just through Liz and others that have reported on this, it has to be a slap in the face to me. It's a, it is a slap. Let me change that. It's, it doesn't have to seem. It is a slap in the face to this nation that you'd have them portray Fred Rogers with Tom Hanks. And I'm just going to be honest with you. And I know, you know, we're not following Hollywood and all that stuff. But I have to tell you, again, that's, that's their shot across the bow to let us know that they don't think this pedophilia stuff is serious. They don't think it's that big a deal. They're mocking. They're, They're mocking. mocking us. They're yeah, mocking us. That's it. That's what I was looking yeah, for. The yeah. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's a disgrace as far as I'm concerned. So, hold on, hold on, boys. Hold on, boys. Hold on, boys. So, let me just do a little bit of your conspiracy theory logic right here. So, Tom Hanks is a pedophile, and then Tom Hanks is portraying Mr. Rogers. And that is a slap in the face against other prophets and conservatives because... Conservatives and prophets like to just call people they don't like pedophiles and assume that it's all true. And he's doing this. So Tom Hanks is so insidious that he's doing this because he's doing this to mock people <laughs> like Chris McDonald and Mark Taylor. The problem here, I think, is 
I don't really, I'm not really getting the understanding or the vibe that McDonald and Taylor understand what mockery is. Now, my hope, if you've been listening to the show for the past little while, mockery is kind of one of our things here. So, um, so first of all, first of all, so if you want to know what mockery is, Chris McDonald, I have seen you, and you make the guys that ride around in unmarked vans with candy in them look appetizing to children. Yes, if people have seen you, children will run from you. Because you're, you're a creepy, creepy little weird man that I'm not even sure where you come up with this crazy stuff. I mean, it's creative. It is very creative. This is kind of like, I feel like it's like fan fiction gone wrong here. Uh, this is So this is kind of the incels version of fan fiction. And Mark Taylor, a firefighter prophet? Bro, really, 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 what are you even talking about? You guys are like third-rate Alex Jones. You are wishing you were Alex Jones, and Alex Jones doesn't even wish he's Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I'm pretty sure, hates himself. But you guys just want to lick at his boots and be something close to that. See, that would be along the range of m mockery. Um, declaring that Tom Hanks is a pedophile and thumbing his nose at you guys in particular by making a movie about Mr. Rogers. What? I don't... That would be very sad if that's really... That he's he's brought... Yes, become to this... He's come to this place where this... Where this... Academy Awards, nothing. They mean nothing to Tom. But his pedophilia and his desire... The thumb his nose at you two internet trolls. That's what gets him. That is what makes him wake up in the morning. Wake up in the morning. But now I know, I know these two guys, they love them some Trump. Like that's, I feel like that's the consistency in a lot of this. They love them some Trumps. But you know what? They're a little bit upset with Paula White. What? What? We've got these guys, they're fighting. There's infighting within the Christian crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it does happen from time to time. You know, not everyone stays in their own crazy lane. People are just driving all around like willy-nilly. Like, they can do whatever they want. So, apparently, Paula White overstepped her boundaries. And also, I'm really under the assumption that the conversations these two boneheads have with each other sounds probably a lot like Matt Gates and Devin Nunez having a conversation. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Let's go ahead and listen to these guys and, and why they're concerned about Paula White. They're, they have grave concerns about the president. I'm going to come down on somebody a little bit here. And, and I understand this person, Paula White, is Donald Trump's spiritual advisor and he's so his personal friend. But she just came out with a video. I, I saw it myself right here. I'm looking at it right here. Try. It said that you, if you would sow like fifty, hundred, or a thousand dollars, that you would receive your spiritual sight. I guess it is, uh, or, or visions for those who give money to her ministry. I know, guys. I saw that. This prosperity gospel is out of control. Now I'm sorry. Okay, it's not that I don't love her. It's not that I, I, I don't. You know, I'm not speaking bad of her. What I'm saying is she's wrong. It's not I'm sorry. Flat wrong. Now hold. On Mark Taylor and Chris McDonald, you 
you need to stay in your own lane because you just hop into my snarky lane of calling out people in the prosperity gospel world. What do you think you're doing? This is my lane. You guys stay in your weird prophecies, weird conspiracy theories, loving Donald Trump lane, and it's my job to point these people out. But I will say you're not wrong. So I appreciate, I appreciate how they're pointing out the fact that Paula White is trying to sow seeds, a.k.a. get money for herself and her own ministry. <laughs> but if you watch these other two guys' shows, they ask for money. They ask for you to give to their Patreon accounts. And I really just think they kind of have a little bit of donation envy going on there. <laughs> Those two little weird men have envy problems. Never, never, never. But I will note, we do not ask you for money on this show. No, no, no. <laughs> this show's free and will remain free because we love to mock and this is just my catharsis and therapy. So thanks for being along for the ride. And as we talk about crazy, we got to get to this. It's been a couple weeks since we have good old Jim Baker on the show. And I know there's been a lot of Christian crazy, but we've, we've been through a crazy season lately. We've been through Thanksgiving where folks had to hang out with their families, some it's a blessing. Some <laughs> leads us to drink. Leads us to drink a lot and have dark places in the holidays. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. But uh, we're going to hit up with our last two. Our last two. Uh, really, really, really. like Our last two like godfathers of the Christian crazy. Because it is... I don't know. I just, it's not the season without these two guys here. They're just, they're wonderful. And first off, I know, I know you're going to assume I'm going to say someone else before I say someone else, uh, if that made any sense. But no, 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 no. I know you think I play favorites, and I probably do, but not this week. This week, coming in second place in the Christian Crazy is Jim Baker. Now, Jim, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're one of my faves. You're one of my faves babe but rick wiles outdid you so i'm gonna say rick wiles took your crazy the crazy we're gonna hear right now and said hold my beer hold my beer so we have next is jim baker telling us something absolutely insane so let's just listen to being absolutely insane and absolutely crazy because we're going to trump you. Wink. <laughs> Do you want to see a chart that you blow your mind? Uh, I just got this from one of my newsmen here in, in the staff. You see that? You see what this is? This is the lowest earthquake. Look, we're going along with earthquakes. This is earthquakes. Okay, so let me go ahead and shed a slight bit of light into what he's doing here. And yes, yes, yes. I understand his medium is video, and this medium is uh, radio and or podcasting, depending on how you're listening to this. But I will tell you is this. Jim has some chart that one of his staffers, uh, from his newsmen from his Jim Baker show staff, whatever that means, uh, has compiled for him. And he's showing you this graph where, it, you know, as graphs do, they go up and down, up and down. And supposedly it plunges down in 2016. Um, when Trump was elected. Not the specific date, but just the year date, because it's a 19-year it's chart on 
on earthquake activity. Now, first of all, I'm not even reading into any of this craziness because also, like, who does, like, a 19-year study on earthquake activity? Ooh, 20, yes. You know why he's leaving it out? Because it spikes up really highly again during the Trump presidency. So they tried to make it look like somehow there were earthquakes, and then when Trump happened, there was, this, there was like, this, this downward trend. Downward trend. Why? Because God loves Trump. Because earthquakes mean God's angry or he's got a tummy ache. But God loves Trump because God's been taking his Pepto since Trumpo has been in office. All right. Now you understand it. I visually painted you a picture. So now let's go ahead and let him finish because, you know, Trump means less earthquakes. Vote for me, 2020. <laughs> that would be actually a great. That would be a great. That would be a great slogan. Vote for me for less earthquakes. Make America less magnitudinal. 2020. And then look at, look at down here. Amazing. Well, you want to know what that is? That's the election of Donald Trump. Why would there be a dip in the earthquakes at the time of the election? Why would there be less earthquakes there? Some mysteries will never be known. But I also like how he's speaking with, with this like indignation and holding up a small piece of paper to a studio audience. Look at my paper! Look at my paper! Look at how it goes up and down! But Jim is also worried about the end times. So before we get excited about Trump and less earthquakes, we gotta worry a little bit about the end times because... It's Jim's brand. That's just what he does. The Christians don't participate in the election and, and the thing goes the wrong direction. The, I believe our time is so much shorter. I agree. The end days, everything the Bible talks about is happening. Is that right? It is. And if, if Trump is not reelected, we will see things accelerate uh, in ways that are unimaginable. Oh, no! unimaginable things if Trump doesn't get elected Jim feels like the end for him is getting near well if I look towards 2020 that would be closer to my own end if I look to 2021 it's closer to my end even closer 2022 even closer then oh my gosh did Jim just crack the code in how time works the more we move forward, the more we move towards our own death. Oh, mortality. Oh, no. This is why I drink during the holidays. And the rest of the year. And the rest of the year. Sorry, that was my best sound effect of taking a drink. That's really not how I drink. That would be disgusting. And <laughs> if that's how I normally took a drink, please never have a drink with me. Uh, so, yes. So we're painting a picture. Okay. How? Things is getting worse. The end is getting near. And it's getting darker. Not just because it's winter time. Jim was laying this out. God loves Trump, gave us less earthquakes just during the election year. Now we're marching towards the end if we don't elect him again. God's sovereignty is at stake. God wants Trump elected, but what happens if he doesn't get elected? Does that mean God's not? So I don't even know. These are questions that these guys never ask themselves because <laughs> that's not their brand. 
Now we've got Rick Wiles. Now we've got Rick Wiles. Rick is going to get into the heavy stuff. Again, I just need to go ahead and say this. I feel like I say this way too often on the show. But the only reason we bring these guys into this is because these are voices within Christianity. These are people that have shows that are on television that have followings. Same with Rick Wiles. Rick Wiles literally has a show called True News. It's not T-R-U-E News. He was clever, T-R-U. So it's not really true, but it's just, yeah, True News. Who literally has press credentials to the White House. So this, this is that, that, that Rick Wiles. Rick Wiles is very not happy about what's going on with impeachment. And I'm going to go ahead and just issue a trigger warning because Rick is going to get pretty anti-Semitic. And I don't think he understands how anti-Semitic he is. But all I'm going to give you a preview is the term Jew coup. That was me doing my fingers in the air as air quotes. Not my quotes, Rick's quotes. So again, a voice within Christianity you will hear say Juku many times. And it's not a fun game. He's literally talking bad about people of Jewish faith, which is disgusting. But so is all of this in the Christian crazy. Pure disgustingness. But let's go ahead and make fun of it anyways, because it's the only way we have to deal with it. Rick, bring us your best crazy, because I know you got more. That's the way the Jews work. They're de they are deceivers. <laughs> they plot. They lie. They do whatever they have to do. What the fuck? What was that? I know I issued a trigger warning, but even in me, I had to stop it again. Because this is horrid and nasty and disgusting. And it's how low folks like this have gone to somehow begin to explain why Trump is being impeached. Not that their little orange doughy messiah is a crook and a horrible human being. No, 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 it must be someone we can easily scapegoat. God, when has that happened again in history? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know then, you know what I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking, and it's kind of happening again, and it's a little bit scary. It's yes, yes, Rick, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you go for a little longer because this is getting wonky. To accomplish their political agenda, this Impeached Trump movement is a Jew coup. And the American people better wake up to it really fast because this thing is moving now towards a vote in the House and then a trial in the Senate. We could have a trial by before Christmas. This country could be in civil war at Christmas time. That's right. Members of the U.S. military are going to have to take a stand, just like they did. In the 1860s with the Civil War, they're gonna to have to decide, are you fighting for the North or the South? Members of the government are going to have to take a side. Instead of North, South, it's gonna be left or right. Bigots or not bigots, hateful or not hateful. <laughs> Humans are garbage, I don't know, Rick. Oh, I thought I was gonna let more of that clip play out, but I just feel gross and it's 
the mockery is fun. It's like the Macarena that we're doing here, but at some point it gets dated and old. And speaking of dated and old, that really kind of sums up you and your ministry. But I bring that up. I bring that up, not just for mockery, but to begin to paint a picture of the mindset of what is happening within conservative Christianity. Um, Because Rick is going to continue on. This is in a different clip that he had uh, a week later. I actually had more, but I've actually kind of already gotten sick of him because he's just really icky. And that's the nicest way I can put it without having to continuously use my sensor bar because I prefer not. I prefer not. I prefer not. We'll keep this wholesome and (laughs) not really G-rated, but as wholesome as... Yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. My hopes are dwindling that the impeachment madness will be called off. Consequently, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Elliot Engel, Brad Sherman, and Charles Schumer are compelling, calm, law-abiding, middle-class American citizens to prepare for the unthinkable, a violent civil war in America fought between the pagan left and the religious right. Their actions are compelling me and others to immediately get ready to defend our families, our personal lives, and our properties if violence erupts in America over the impeachment and ouster of President Trump. Specifically, the Democrats are forcing me to stockpile ammunition, food, water, and medical supplies to defend my family, home, and church. So there you have it, folks. Essentially, Rick Wiles has given you his Christmas list of what he needs. He needs ammo, stockpiles of ammo, stockpiles of food to be able to protect his family, his property, and his church. Yeah! It's kind of what Jesus called us to do is stockpile our ammo. What? What? Like, I mean, I know... If we're really talking about uh, needing to buy Christmas presents for Rick, I mean, I don't want to buy what you were offering earlier, but I do know of a fun game called Sudoku. It rhymes with the game that you wanted to play earlier, but Sudoku is really where I'm going to end that because I think giving you ammo, probably not the best idea at this point, but we see this. We see this. The people that are calling for civil war are the people that somehow in a weird way are aroused by that idea of civil war. We see the folks on, I mean, especially the conservative Christian crazy is almost begging for it, wanting it. No one's saying civil war is going to happen. No one's saying stockpile ammo. Well, besides folks like you, Rick, folks that are insane like you, Rick. And I know that you may be saying that you're doing this in the name of the Lord, but none of this has to do with Jesus. None of this does. None of this. None of this. So if we're talking about things um, that have to do with Jesus, we're talking about things that also have to do with buying presents for Christmas. It's not the Christian crazy, but it might as well be. So if you, any gamers out there in the world, right? Any uh, gamers? Any gamers? Any gamers? Or anyone that loves a gamer or has a young 
child that you're going to be buying a gift for this Christmas, asking yourselves, what should I get them? How do I keep them hip? And yet spread the word of Jesus? Well, you can actually head on over to Steam. Uh, Steam, this is not part of the joke. Steam is actually, it's a website, it's a legit website for video games and gaming. Um, but what has been offered on Steam most recently, and it is about to come out. The release date is coming soon. It's a game called I Am Jesus Christ, where in the game you get to be Jesus Christ. Here's their description of this video game. It's as awesome. It's as awesome as you can imagine. And if I have loose change and time during the holidays, I just may buy this and play it so I can report this to you. But here's their synopsis. Become Jesus Christ, the famous man on earth. I, become Jesus Christ, the famous man on earth. First of all, what? Like the famous man on earth. Okay, sorry. Um, become Jesus Christ, the famous man on earth, in this highly realistic simulation game. Pray like him for getting superpower. <laughs> Perform miracles like him from, from Bible. I'm reading this verbatim. Uh, pray for <laughs> pray like him for getting superpower. Perform famous miracles like him from Bible, like casting demons. I think Jesus cast out the demons. He wasn't casting demons into people, but casting demons, healing, and feeding people, resurrection, and more in, quote, I am Jesus. Hello, I am Jesus. I perform famous miracles, like casting demons, healing and feeding stuff, resurrection, and more. Exciting. But really, when you watch, <laughs> when you watch the preview for the game... <laughs> This is what's so sick about it. Um, the preview, which I would have played on here, but it's just music, and it's just these really sad graphics of what's happening in the game. So apparently you start off with a full heart. The more you heal people, your heart goes down. But they actually throw in a little bit of a spoiler at the end of the trailer because they show the resurrection where Jesus' heart gets renewed, and he doesn't really need a heart meter anymore because of resurrection and more if anyone wants to be like jesus you should go and become mormon i mean or scientologist i'm sorry or uh play the game play the game i am jesus christ over on steam yes just in time for the holidays if you ever wanted to play a first person messiah game where all you do is see people in your own jesus hands and apparently at some point there's evil to be fought but yes again i wish i was making this up but i'm not because i just scrolled down now and saw further down on the page there's more description of the game yes i am jesus christ it's a realistic simulator game inspired by stories from the new testament of the bible get in <laughs> into old times and follow the same path of jesus christ two thousand years ago the game is covering a period of baptizing of Jesus Christ and, and to resurrection. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what it's like to be him? One of the most privileged and powerful people in the world? What? But hey, 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 that's our, that's our seasonal snarky gift-buying guide to you. <laughs> Speaking of Christian crazy and Christian organizations that need to get our attention and Christian dollars... Let's talk about first Kanye 
and Chick-fil-A. How do those two go together besides the fact of Kanye Chick-fil-A? That sounds like a combo meal. That sounds like a combo meal waiting to happen. He's strong. <laughs> so Kanye's got a new song out off his new album called Close for Sundays, which is kind of a shout out to Chick-fil-A, which is well-beloved in Christian circles for being an organization that is closed on Sunday and hates the people that conservative Christians hate and also like chicken. Yeah, that's kind of been their whole sauce from like Truett Cathy's very beginnings. Keep it homophobic, keep it hateful, but keep the chicken good and keep it closed on Sundays. But, but, but... This happened just before Thanksgiving, where Chick-fil-A, there was a story that came out saying Chick-fil-A will no longer donate to charities that have a history of expressing anti-LGBT views. What? Huh? What? I don't know. True, Kathy's been a hateful bigot for so many years. How did they retract it? Well, 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 after this happened, uh, I got this for you. I got this for you. After this happened, Franklin Graham took to his Facebook page uh, because he was very concerned, believing that Chick-fil-A had rolled over and conceded to LGBTQ protest about their charitable giving. Because, as Franklin Graham put, quote, they announced that in 2020, they're giving to fight hunger, homelessness, and support education. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Franklin Graham had talked with Dan Cathy, who's the son of the CEO. What's up with all this nepotism and these crazy conservatives? Seriously. It's <laughs> a different show for a different time. Because we could talk about so many people. Franklin Graham. Bill Osteen. Franklin Graham, Jerry Falwell Jr. There's a lot of juniors running around here. Yep, taking over for daddy, for Jesus. Sorry, Jesus also took over for daddy. I guess, you know, isn't that how it worked? He was, he was, daddy had his original, the Old Testament, and Jesus brought in kind of the new spin on things, the new, no, I'm sorry, sorry, this is, <laughs> that's a total aside. So Franklin Graham was telling Christians that, you know, guess what? Chick-fil-A has not bowed down to anyone's demands. It's fine. You can keep eating there. But what led to this, which is really funny, was all of these different conversations within uh, the conservative Christian media to where like, oh, oh, there's all these hard hitting things in, in the Christian post. Some shocking things about Chick-fil-A funds. Ooh, 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 hard hitting. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or, or another one, too. This came from uh, uh, Relevant Magazine. Also, hard-hitting information. Their topic. So James Dobson still wants further clarifications on why Chick-fil-A is giving millions to new charities. So Christians don't know. They don't know what to do. Where do they eat on Sundays? Wait. Oh, they never ate at Chick-fil-A on Sundays. They ate at other restaurants that they didn't really care about. <laughs> what their theology was. But Chick-fil-A has been this long bastion for support of Christian values and killing chickens. Killing chickens! We hate chickens and we love Jesus! And we don't work on Sunday! Not really sure what had that, that <laughs> anything to do with it, but what I wanted to send into from that is I want to actually talk about what, what good news looks like. 
I know, I know we've done lots of mockery on the show. I know we, we've done lots of things that we like to make fun of on the show here. But I want to end with what I kind of began at the beginning of the hour, talking about how to look differently at Advent and how we should be approaching this Christmas season in a way that I would think is more biblically accurate. And, and what I want to do is I want to use as a jumping off point um, an article that you would not think has to do with Advent. And this article comes from uh, Huffington Post. And the article's title is, Judge's Ruling Shows, Christ- uh, Shows Religious Freedom Isn't Just for the Christian Right. And, and what it begins to do is it begins to talk about this story. Um, and I'll go ahead and just quote from the article. It says, uh, for Scott Warren, a 37-year-old geography teacher in Aho, uh, Arizona, freedom of religion means making sure migrants crossing treacherous stretch of desert along the U.S.-Mexican borders don't die of dehydration. This week, a federal judge acknowledged in a ruling that Warren has a legal right to put these religious beliefs into practice. Experts uh, say that the decision is one of the first times that progressive religious beliefs have been uh, beliefs related to immigration have been protected in this way, highlighting the fact that conservative Christians don't have a monopoly on religious liberty. Now, why is he in the news? Well, the article says this: for the past two years, Warren has been fighting federal misdemeanor charges for leaving water, food, and other supplies for migrants uh, in the Cabeza uh, uh, Prieta uh, National Wildlife Refuge. Activist with No More Deaths, a Unitarian Universalist ministry that Warren volunteers for, says dozens of migrants have died crossing the stretch of desert along the border. And what he and others have been doing has been leaving jugs of water and food out along this well-traveled trail. And this is one of the first times that we were able to see people that aren't kind of from the Hobby Lobby version of the universe or all of these other folks that like refuse to bake cakes um, for certain groups of people. We see this as a case um, that is being upheld where he was a person that was doing good based upon what he believed and what he cared about very, very deeply. And as, as we approach, as we approach Advent, stories like his reminds me of really the clear focus that Christmas should be about. And, and I think we can, we can do this in a small way just by kind of looking at some scriptures from Luke. And the first scripture we're going to read is Luke 1, 52 through 53. And this is where Jesus' mother, uh, this is where Jesus' mother, a, an unwed teenage girl um, who has been spoken to by God about bringing Messiah into the world, and she prophesies about Jesus saying this, he has, he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. And later in Luke, in this, in this narrative that kind of is that, that Advent story moving towards Jesus, kind of stepping into ministry, um, is Luke 4, 18. 18 through 9, where Jesus is quoting from Isaiah, where Isaiah prophesies, um, saying this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release of the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
So we go here before Jesus is born, Mary prophesizing about how the powerful will be made lowly, the hungry will be given good things, the rich will be sent away. This is speaking about the narrative of God's heart. And then again, where Jesus says this, that the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, proclaiming the release of captives and recovery of the sight of the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So why does this matter for Christmas? What does this matter for Advent? Well, I feel like we're in a very similar place as the folks that were following after the Lord were back then. As the people that were faithfully looking for their Messiah, I feel like we're still looking for that truth. We've had our Messiah, but I feel like what we're missing right now is our Messiah really showing up. And what I mean by that is this. Just like 2,000 years or more ago, the world was longing for a Messiah in Jesus. The world now is, is waiting for us to show up as Jesus. That's the whole idea of the incarnation. This idea that somehow that God is with us. That regardless of what's happening around us, that God is with us. And I feel like as we begin to look at this season, this season of excess, as we have made it here in the West, um, the season of excess as churches have made it to where they will do the biggest services, the biggest bang for their buck, because they want to show you that they're the church you need to give your money to. Where we should be at a time where we think of a refugee baby that was born in a manger because they couldn't afford to go anywhere better. Baby that was born into poverty. A baby that was not a noticeable child born into the world at the time. But the world longs for us to be Jesus. And so my questions in this time too are this, like that as we enter the season, like, like what will we embrace? As I talked about <laughs> ad nauseum, at length, at the beginning of our show, we talked about how fear-mongering and insanity fuels so much of religion today. So in this Advent season, what will you embrace? Will you embrace fear, insanity, or will you embrace hope and goodness? But more importantly, not what will you embrace, is who will you embrace? As we've heard from all of these voices within conservative and evangelical Christianity, talking about who the other is, who the bad one is, who the fact of... If you don't support Trump, then this. So will this Advent season be hallmarked by the folks that you choose not to embrace? Or will it be a time of the fact that you choose to embrace all around you, all of your neighbors, all those who are hurting, all those who need this? And as we are in this season, I feel like it is constantly a challenge to us to be able to continue to refocus to what really matters. And as we're in this place, I, I want to I kind of just not really give out a litur liturgy, but kind of speak about, like, from my heart, like, what we should be calling out for. You know, being able to say, like, God, like, give us the courage to challenge the way Christianity is moving right now. Give us the courage to challenge the way culture is moving. And help us to stand for the forgotten and the marginalized. Let us stand for those 
whom God cares for very deeply and need to have their identities and dignities restored. So in this season, let me send you out with the holiest amount of grace and snark and peace. Let us remember that God is with us and it is our job to be Jesus to other people. Go out and do good. I'll catch you guys again next week. I'm out of here. Peace. WCOM is listener-supported community radio, and Snarky Faith is only possible through our sponsors. Lumen, a spiritual community of seekers, sojourners, question askers, doubters, and skeptics, is a collective of fellow travelers that embrace the truth that all of life is sacred, hope is real, and tomorrow can be a better day than today. All are welcome. You can find more information at www.lumencommunities.com.